Welcome back to Fourth Cut Reviews. I'm your host, EJ Leeson. And with me today <laughs> is my co-host, my buddy, Chris Conforti. What's up, Doug? Oh, not too much. How about you? Just hanging in there, you know, getting through the quarantine. Had a people, couple people call me Fat Man, so I can relate with what we're going to be covering today. <laughs> Who's calling you Fat Man? Pretty much oh, everybody. No, no. no. No, no one's calling you this, man. Come on. I belong oh, to the damn quarantine, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and back for your third time? Is that correct? I believe this would be number three, yes. Oh, my goodness. Guys, welcome back. Chris R., a.k.a. The Better Chris. What's going on, buddy? A.k.a. Not Dan Giamlian. <laughs> Oh, from the room, right? <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a this is gonna be an ongoing joke because yeah. I not to cut off your 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 thing here, but every time I say I say that when I say hey, you know, thanks for being a guest, Chris R. And I put dot 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 not G- Dan Gianlian. It sends him a private <laughs> no. message. He's gonna block it. He's gonna be like, so this guy's over. <laughs> I hate this guy. He's going to be like, what I say about saying my name. He's like, don't say my name. You got five minutes. I don't got five minutes. You got five minutes to block, to get me off your friends list. Okay. I, I, okay. I, I just need, I need three minutes. Well, guess what? I don't got three minutes. You should, you should actually send him a message. Like, Hey, Chris R, if you have five minutes, you should listen to our podcast. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, guys, today we are talking about Fat Man. It's a movie that just came out, what, uh, this year, right? Uh, a couple days yeah, ago. Yeah, just a couple days ago. Um, now, <laughs> it's directed by the Nelms, written and directed by the Nelms brothers. I'm very unfamiliar with their work. I, I haven't seen any of their other stuff. I saw that they worked on a movie called Waffle Street. And it's supposed to be about a guy who gives up his life as a stockbroker to work in a 24-7 diner making waffles with Danny Glover. So that looks pretty good. But um, <laughs> I heard about this movie through you, Chris. And So how did you hear about this movie? I forget. I had seen somebody had posted on my friends list the trailer when it dropped, like, couple I, I don't know it may have been like a couple months or so before it was released and someone just commented Mel Gibson is Santa Claus dot 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 I'm in and as soon as I read that I'm like okay I'm in too because Mel Gibson is great yeah and literally I believe just and this is why I was sold on it not only do I think Mel Gibson is one of the best actors out there 
He's also the, one of the best directors out there, too. And granted, he didn't direct this, but he, he just has his hands in a lot of different cookie <laughs> jars. And his past outrages aside, or, you know, like, he's he's just a phenomenal person in the film community. So I, I, was, I was absolutely on board with it as soon as I saw it. And, you know, he kind of takes up where a lot of, like, these 80s actors, right? Like, they're doing this now. Like, Kurt Russell plays Santa and the Christmas Chronicles. So of course, like Mel Gibson's uh, they're playing Santa Claus. I'm yeah. on board. Yeah. Do you think Sylvester Stallone will ever play? Santa I can Claus? only hope <laughs> uh, <laughs> just so everyone knows my background in movies, the movies that got me into making movies and wanting to be a part of movies were eighties action movies, specifically Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. <laughs> I would actually love to see that. Like, so you're talking to somebody that would just have a field day with a Sylvester Stallone-led Santa Claus movie. Here's the thing that kind of threw me off because Mel Gibson's actually in pretty good shape in this movie. He doesn't. They didn't give him a fat suit or anything. Like he looks. You know what I mean? It was kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah. Was that weird for you guys? I, I, I thought I, maybe they would. No, because like some kind of bulk I don't, or something. I don't know. No, because I think that that was kind of part of the joke was he's not really fat, but it's just what like society pictures him as is like a fat guy or a fat mm. man, but he's not really right. fat. Yeah. Now, so where can we start with this movie? Yeah. So we, I guess it starts off with that kid, right? Yeah. And yeah, he's about to go, <laughs> go to a science fair. And he's wearing all his ribbons that he won for Best in Show the last four years, right? Or at least four competitions or whatever. So he's getting ready, and he just wrote a letter to Santa asking for something. And so he, he like, before he leaves, he talks to his grandmother, and the grandmother's like, make sure to bring back another one in blue, right? And so he heads there, <laughs> and he loses to this girl. No, I, I I missed what he did, but it sounded like he solved the world's like water problem and he lost, right? Like didn't he solve like this so, like, complicated water the issue? The way that I took it is it, it seemed like he actually didn't do the work on it either. Like it was done for him again, like kind of the typical rich kid stereotype, you know, that had yeah. all of this work and then they have a character that comes in and beats him genuinely by being better than him <laughs> yes yeah she's just like a good kid you know and she ends up beating him and <laughs> he is furious and so he's like get the guy we normally work with right so it cuts over to walton goggins who is in this film he's probably the coolest character in the movie too uh don't get me wrong that little kid was really, really good at being like a spoiled brat antagonist, but not even like a brat. It's just like this evil little kid. Like he was a bad kid. The name in Walton Goggins' phone says it best. He's like, he's just a little shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's the best way to describe him. He's a little shit. Yeah. And so he contacts Walton Goggins, and this is our introduction to Walton Goggins, and he is this guy who's kind of obsessed with Santa Claus to begin with, and so he's buying 
the childhood items that were delivered to like these different people from Santa Claus himself and how he knows there's like this authentic like little tag that says like Santa's workshop on it a little metal plaque that would be on like this bat that this guy's trying to sell to Walton Goggins and so Walton Goggins like he ends up buying these items and he stores them away yeah so he gets a call from this kid and then (laughs) he goes and gets this girl and takes her to this rich kid's house and they threaten her to um, basically say she stole the idea she wasn't the one that worked on it and to like just basically admit to that and that way he could get first place right so they do this and when <laughs> when they threaten her then Walton Goggins is dropping her off he's like hey be you're gonna be a good kid I'm sure Santa's gonna give you a nice gift right uh so you're kind of like maybe he's not that bad of a guy I don't know did you guys think this like yeah but then he he also follows that with he's like do you want to know why you're not going to tell anybody? Because you know your mom? She's dead. You know your dad? He's dead. Do you have a dog? I don't need to tell you what happens to the dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so, yeah, then it cuts over to Mel Gibson. And you find out, you know, he's kind of, like, disgruntled a little bit. Because he is having financial issues. Um, which may cause him to be... Uh, just a little bit behind for Christmas. And so the government is reaching out to him to help work on a project and they'll give him enough money that he should be good for a while. Yeah, this is the way that this this kind of situation works is the government pays Santa Claus to deliver the gifts, but it's based on what gifts he actually delivers. However... It also seems like the kids now aren't being as good, so he's finding himself delivering a lot of coal. This in and of itself, I think, led to maybe a better movie than what we got to see that could have been a little bit more interesting. But it's still still really good. But I I thought it would have been, and this is just my, I guess, way that I would have went with it. I would have went with it where, and and like I said, it's just my opinion on it. I would have went with it where, Santa doesn't have the money really to do a lot. So, and the government's like, oh, well, we're not going to give you your, your pay, right? Because that's what they're doing is they're withholding the rest of his pay. If I was Santa Claus, I would have been like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to deliver coal to every single k- kid across the entire country and see what happens. And then I thought that would have just, you know, that little kid that gets pissed off about it later on. I'm like, man, that would have been like to me a better story of Santa's just like, all right, screw you guys. I'm not yeah, serious. They did year. make a movie um like that. I believe Dr. Seuss wrote it called The Grinch. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. No. Yeah, but th- this would have been totally different though. This is Santa Claus. This is Santa Claus saying, you know what? If you're not paying me like you had done in the past then I'm just going to show you. I'm going to deliver coal. I, I actually and then really liked the um, this story. And uh, it seems like you might not have been as big of a fan as uh, I has, or, sorry, as I have been about this. Um, I thought it was an interesting idea to kind of force Santa to have to. I thought that was actually interesting too. Um, that was like one of the aspects I'm like, 
that's kind of weird, but kind of neat. I don't know. I actually thought that was not sublet, but like uh, pretty much do side work for the government to subsidize Christmas. <laughs> it was interesting. It was mm-hmm. really interesting. The main kid, Billy Weenan, right? Or Weenan. I forget his name. But yeah, so Christmas comes and he gets a lump of coal. And we don't, do we ever find out what he wanted in the letter that he tried to send out in the beginning? I, I, I don't, don't believe so, right? so, no. It's probably something to do with his father. I, I'm guessing because like it, his father was absent, right? Like, and the grandmother brings it up. And so I don't know if that was what it was, or maybe it was the best in show thing. I don't know, but I don't think they ever really tell you what it was. No, I think they didn't really care so much as to bring up what he asked for specifically. Cause it was more just about that. Like this kid isn't really cared for. <laughs> like they, it's just all right. based oh, purely yeah. on success. His dad is very clearly absent. I mean, even mm-hmm. later on they show that he gets a gift from his dad, but it, like it means nothing to him. He's super disappointed in it. And uh, yeah. I, I think it was more just character building and to, a little bit lazy writing too to just give him a reason to go after Santa. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he gets this lump of coal and then he's pissed. And and it's to the music of Do You Hear What I Hear, which is great. I always love that in every movie, specifically Gremlins. It's the best. Yeah. So he runs out. He's like, You screwed up, fat man. So he actually hires Walton Goggins' character to kill Santa Claus. And this is where it gets super interesting for me. I, I loved Walton Goggins like character arc in this in his his uh way of tracking down Santa, like going to the the post office and they're like, We don't know where it is, you know? And then he just goes to the mailman. He's like, Where do you take the letters for Santa? He's like, Oh yeah, you just talk to this guy over here and blah blah blah. And then um he end up he just murders that guy. <laughs> like that was nice to him. And then he goes, he, he murders like everybody. Crack, he murders everybody. That's Basically, like... <laughs> he just kills yeah. whoever is in his way. And so he finally gets to what it, it was Canada, right? Uh, Alaska. No, it yeah. was Alaska. Was it Alaska? Because um, I, I thought it was Canada at first. Because they do show the Canada crossing. Um, but he, I guess he would technically have to drive through Alaska to get to Canada anyways. Um, or sorry, Canada to get to Alaska anyways. Um, but yeah, they show it later on and it's technically Alaska. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, he goes up cleverly, right? He goes to the post office and he's like, Hey, uh, you know, Chris around here is like Chris around here or something. And he's asking about him. Oh, yeah, you know, he comes in every other day for pickups. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, Tell him I stopped by, right? And then as he's leaving, uh, he's like, oh, he still drives that green uh, truck, right? They're like, oh, no, it's a red Ford. He's like, oh, red Ford. Okay, thanks. And that's how he gets to know how to, like, like, Chris Kringle's vehicle so he can follow it when he does show up. And so... Yeah, and he ends up going, and there's this crazy firefight. And I, I love that the elves, like, were real, too. I, I 
was wondering if they were gonna like circle that out, like cross that out, and try to just be like, "Oh, elves aren't." Real. Santa runs an you automated workshop. Like, <laughs> yeah, like something else. But I, I thought that was really cool that even the conversation some of the army guys have with the elves about their eating and how they only take like twenty minute naps. I was like, this is this is pretty cool. I don't know. There, there was like weird things that just worked that I didn't think would work. I don't know. It was a really strange movie. What was the Mel Gibson movie? Gosh, I can't think of it right now. Was it Get I Parker? think you're thinking no. of Get the Gringo. Yeah, oh, Get the Gringo, okay. probably. But it's just really, I don't know, it just really worked. This movie was a lot of fun. But yeah, what did you guys think? Well, Chris, do you want to go? Uh so I'm going to just be yeah, laid right ahead. out all on the line here. I really liked this movie. I wouldn't call it a Christmas movie. Just in my opinion, I think it takes place after Christmas. So not technically a Christmas movie. But no, I love this movie. I would absolutely watch it again. On paper, everything about this movie should not work. <laughs> but right. I yeah. found myself throughout this movie actually really enjoying it. I mean, the cast in this is stellar. Um, Walton Goggins, Mel Gibson, who played his wife, uh, Marianne Baptiste. Oh, Marianne. Uh, just yeah. like it was stellar acting throughout, and it was something that I really wasn't expecting. It's like it, just to go back and talk about our Santa Jaws uh, podcast for a second. Like the problem that the actors seem to have with that is none of them took the silly source material seriously and it showed and in this movie you have these actors that took what should not be considered like good performances like if you were handed this you wouldn't be expected to put out the performance that Walton Goggins put out or or bring to it like the level of even just detail that Mel Gibson brought into his emotions for like playing a Santa in today's modern world. Yes. And that in and of itself is a really difficult thing to do. If you really think about playing Santa in, in this type of climate, this type of world. And that's like, for me, the whole thing with this movie is the acting is so good. Honestly, for my acting score, like of all the all the ones that we've done so far, this is the best acted movie, I think. I honestly think that this acting yeah. is actually like yeah. top tier. Walton Goggins is phenomenal. The kid is amazing. I know we're like back to where we're talking about Santa Jaws, right? Like that kid is terrible in that movie. Yet this kid is great in it because he... Even his looks, right? His mannerisms. They all scream. Yeah. They're a little shit. <laughs> like, you yeah. need to get punched. So, like, he knocks it out of the park. And Walton Goggins, like, can we talk about Walton Goggins? Because, honestly, I don't know that there's ever been a, un, a more underappreciated actor. I, I was actually just having a conversation with Walton my dad Goggins. about this earlier. And I said, I think he is probably the most underappreciated character actor of this generation. I mean, is he getting leads all the time? No, but the the roles he plays and how he plays them are always one of my favorite parts of whatever he's in. <laughs> yeah. They're always different, right? Like Shane from um, The Shield. I'm not sure if anybody's familiar with that, but that's a different type of character. And just all these, um, 
you know, he's a cop in mm-hmm. Devil's Reject. I mean, he or, played I'm the sorry, bad guy Devil's in Corpses. Justified. That's a different character. Exactly. Yeah, Justified. He's in that. Then you have a movie like Lincoln. He's he's actually in Lincoln. He's actually a really good part in Lincoln. He's yeah. phenomenal in that. And like he never gets the credit that he deserves. And I'm a big fan of Walton Goggins. So that was the other thing that sold me with this. When I saw Mel Gibson with Santa Claus, obviously I'm going to watch it. But the fact that Walton Goggins was the side actor in it, like the second highest credited actor, mm-hmm. yeah, of course I'm going to watch it. He's he's just a phenomenal yeah. actor. He's so good in this. He's great in Django Unchained. Great in Hateful Eight. Great in uh, what yep. American Ultra. Like he's just so he's phenomenal. And, and this character was I don't know. It's kind of weird because. Oh, he yeah. definitely made it work. I don't know with the lesser actor if it would have worked as well as I even even like the way that he says things. Right. So when he's calling and he has no idea how he's going to track down Chris Kringle. So he, he calls <laughs> like the operator, I think, or, or someone or post office master. And he was like, yeah, I'm looking for someone. He might be hard to find. And Hopper's like, who? And he's like, Santa Claus, Chris Kringle. And he just starts laughing yeah. and hangs up the phone on him. And he just goes berserk. Yes. It was so... Why did you hang up on me? <laughs> um, I, and even like their first encounter. I, one cool thing is I like how Chris Kringle and this, uh, Mel Gibson, how every time you see someone, he knows mm-hmm. their name. You know, like it, it... And I thought that was so cool. So when he you finally hear his name and he's like, I'm sorry. I couldn't give you what you wanted for Christmas. I couldn't change your parents. I that's out of my control. I thought that was so cool. Cause it's, it's such a, like a tiny glimpse into what makes him tick. And maybe is like, has this weird obsession. Like why did Santa Claus forget me? Like what was like, why didn't he give me what I wanted? You know? And so it's just a one line, but it gave, gave so much background. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he does that periodically through it too. Like he sees that there's a guy that's hitting on one of the bartenders, and they're talking about going home and you know, kind of shacking up. And he sees that and he's like, "Well, you know, you and I were both faithful people. You know, we go to home to our wives, and and it's just kind of like the guy's just like, huh." <laughs> He knows so oh, much yeah, about him. And it's just, it's yeah. really cool. It's one of those, like, yeah, it was just one of those really cool, subtle things that they threw in there just to show you, you know, he's not just like some guy that, like, the government. I, I also he really think that is, it is like, a credit Santa to the writing of the movie there. Cause with that happening and him, the other couple times that it happens where he just knows someone's name, uh, while it isn't like super focused on through the movie, it really makes the moment at the end with Walton Goggins' character, which I'm going to just call him Skinny Man. That's what he's credited as on IMDb. Um, it really makes that moment yeah. have a little bit more of an emotional impact because it does show that Santa does remember him and Santa does care, you know? Yeah, and I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I love how he just says, I'm sorry I couldn't change your parents, you know? And it's just like, holy shit. Like, I don't know. It's such a good, in the look on Walton Goggins' face, it's almost like, wow, he cared about me. You know what I mean? And then he's like, 
oh, I don't know. It's so good. All the acting in, in this is great. Was there a part of you guys that felt that there was going to be a resolution before a gunfight broke out? Like, did you think that, like, when they were starting to talk, that there was going to be, like, some type of of reconciliation, some type of, um, I don't know, like, solution to Walton Goggins' personal issues that it would have avoided any type Actually, of fight at the know, end? He, I mean, like, he really shot up yeah. that whole <laughs> workshop, killed, like, so many people that yeah, at he that did. point, I think there was really no... No, going back from not not to interrupt, but did you guys notice that throughout the entire workshop, like massacre scene, not a single elf was shot? Yeah, I did notice that because I kept looking and I'm like, yeah, any elves? Like maybe he spared. I I was wondering if, and I mean, I think they one gets shot at the very very end after they attack him outside of the workshop, right before Santa comes out to face him down. In a very, yeah. very Western style, which I totally dug. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that showdown. It's so good. And it turns out in a way that you're like, I, I don't think most people expected. No, I, ser- I certainly <laughs> didn't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so me neither. I thought that was another interesting take that I was like, wait a second, what? You know? So... That was cool, really cool, and uh, and I don't want to give any spoilers, you know, for people that do watch it in the outcome, but it's just it's it was it was awesome. I don't know. Absolutely, it's just unique. Yeah, it's a very unique movie in a good way. Like we've seen, we we've reviewed a few movies <laughs> here that have been unique in a in the <laughs> wrong type of way, and I I just feel, and this is what I would give. You know, most of my score too, with the worst cast. Yeah, could have like, went if that it direction. Had the cast of Santa, um, Santa Jaws. I don't know if this movie would have worked <laughs> because, like I said on that episode about how Sam Rockwell says treat every role like it's Hamlet. Right? You see all these actors in this movie treating these roles mm-hmm. like it was Hamlet. This guy and Mel Gibson can go from playing roles like Braveheart, which are, you know, critically acclaimed, and still be able to humble himself and say, you know what, I'm going to play Santa Claus. That's like, that's all you need to know. Like, like this movie, like, if, if you replaced him with, God, I don't know, like, I don't know, Kmart Jack Wagner or something that we were talking about in, in Santa Claus, and you said, you're Santa Claus, this movie would not have been as good. Mm-hmm. Like, not even close. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all about like the perfect storm with and that's one of the things is like you know we we're talking about before a movie like this has no right in being good yeah. but yet it is yeah and, and i have to give credit the kid man i i think he's gonna have a a good career for real i, I i'm i'm not familiar with like i didn't go into his imdb and check it out but um, he crushed it in this movie, and anyone that sees this movie, any like filmmaker would be like, "We gotta get mm-hmm. him to do something," uh, you know? Absolutely, I, I do. I believe he's on a million little things. Um, I don't know if he's a series regular or not. Uh, from what I can see, he's been on a couple episodes at least. But yeah, I I agree totally. This kid's got a long career ahead of him, 
and it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I 100% agree with that. To, um, he, he's that like, I he's, feel like, you know, most kids can try to have it, but he just carried himself in such a way that you're like, you totally bought that this kid was spoiled. Not spoiled. It wasn't like a bratty kid. He was like a evil mastermind. So so let's let's think of it like this. If you it, we'll say it like this. Is this going to be a movie that you're going to watch every Christmas season? Um I don't know. I I don't know. I think it's going to be like one that I might bounce back to here and there. But I don't I don't think it's on, it would be on my list of Christmas movies that I have to watch. You know, so I, know. I mean, like I said before, while I love what, this movie, what about you, Chris? I would not consider it a Christmas movie. Um, you'd probably catch me watching this more outside of the Christmas season. Like I wouldn't put this in my own personal like 25 days of Christmas movies or anything like that. I, it's a great movie. I probably wouldn't call it a Christmas movie. If you saw it on. Oh, absolutely. Season, Dude, if I saw this on, on in July, I'd watch it. Watch it. <laughs> Now, with that being said, what would you guys rate this movie? Oh, guess first. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to go with like a seven and a half. Yeah. That's pretty good. So again, just to preface where I'm coming from for your listeners, um, I kind of grade movies and it's more of a bell curve where you're not going to see movies get really low ratings from me, but it's going to be real damn hard for movies to get anything really over an eight and a half um and i i do like i i think this movie is great and everyone should definitely check it out would i say it's perfect absolutely not but it's a lot of fun i totally agree i feel this movie is a lot of fun and technically you know i it's not something i would probably revisit a ton but i i would definitely watch it Again, if it was on or if, like, friends wanted to watch it, I would be, like, totally on board. And so I would give this about a 6.8. Wow. I was actually oh, really, really well, close what's your to rating, you. dude. Oh, I wow. gave it a 6.7. <laughs> we're like, this is, this is like, really, this is getting a little eerie here. I think people are thinking that we're, like, yeah. pulling their fingers here. I mean, overall, I mean, you look at what Chris gave and what you gave and what I gave. It's all over fives. So it's all over sixes. So that's that says that you know. Yeah. For the most part, yeah, that we absolutely. enjoyed it. And so, with that being said, now, what? Chris oh boy, what, um, that's a tough one. Um, this week I don't really have anything, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's okay. I'm sure, uh, Christopher. What would you like to plug, bud? Well, I'm taking over Russ Jones' status today here in this podcast <laughs> yeah. where I plug the same things over and over again because I, 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 I've I, gotten really in tune with it from Russ <laughs> of River Juice where he says the same thing right. over and over and over again. So I'm going to I'm gonna do this in my <clears throat> best Ross voice. Uh, you can follow us at uh, <laughs> Fourth Cut Reviews and we're on Instagram, and you can follow us <laughs> on our Twitter, and you can also uh, follow us on our Facebook. We have a Facebook page there, www.facebook.com 
I think it's slash fourth cut reviews. I don't know that for sure, but you could just type it in the little search bar and it'll come up, uh, you know, fourth cut reviews. <laughs> and it'll and, be there. And uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much. Chris <laughs> R. Thanks again for coming back uh, onto the show. It was my pleasure guys. I, I always enjoy us. talking movies with you guys. And you're always welcome to come back anytime. Anytime you want to do a movie, you're like, the, hey, guys. Let's there is one this. that should be done after We're the Christmas board. season just because I want to make Chris rewatch this movie. The new Hellboy. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. No. Yes. I, now, my philosophy is that I will watch any movie once to give it a chance. There's no watch it two times I, to I'm give it totally a chance. I'm bored with <laughs> We're doing it. It's happening. Um, I, I wouldn't say I liked it. I didn't think it was like as it. much of a train wreck as you is. thought it was, though. Okay, this is horse crap. Like, four other people came out of that movie and were like, this was really, really, really bad. And Chris R., he was like, I didn't think it was bad over here. But he was like, I liked it. And we're like, yeah. what? Now all of a sudden he's trying to he's trying to I liked the parts of that here movie. on us here. But he, he came out of it and said, I like it. Yes. I mean, dude, that's the whole point. Yeah, well, you go you move forward in life, you can go back script. and rewrite things. <laughs> yeah, no, Chris R. Thank you so much, uh, man. Thank you guys. On. It's always a pleasure. Always. And uh with that being said, Chris, go ahead, take us out, buddy. You're listening to Fourth Cut Reviews, A Cut Above the Rest.